This is exactly right. Guys, gals, non-binary pals, ladies and gentle thems, boys and girls, dogs that like podcasts, helicopters that are becoming sentient, welcome to the Bananas Minisode. Thank you for listening on Exactly Right Media. I am Banana Boy number two, Scotty Landis. And I'm Banana Boy number 100, Kurt Brownoller. And How are you? How was your weekend? What did you get into? What did I get into this weekend? Oh, did you have stand up somewhere? No, I went and saw Pavement on Saturday night. Um, they did play that song, and I've I've had like a rock and roll three four days. I saw the Hold Steady on Thursday night. Out of the blue, bought tickets that day, forty bucks, and I was just like, "Oh, I'm going to see the Hold Steady by myself." That was. Fantastic. Saw Katie Levine, our producer there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then we had Lily from Beach Bunny on Bananas. On Friday, yeah. So it was like Hold Steady, then Lily from Beach Bunny on Friday, and then Pavement on Saturday. So, and here's my new, here's, here's my, my scene report, Scotty. What's up with the scene? My downtown LA scene report is that I think before mm. 9 p.m., Clifton's Republic is probably yes. the coolest place in Los Angeles. Have you ever okay. been? I've been several times, but never with you. It is. They did. They, they redid stuff uh, over oh, cool. the over the uh, pandemic. The Great Quad. Yeah. If you're visiting Los Angeles, folks, even if you just live in Los Angeles, there's a place called Clifton's Republic. It is a. It's an, it, it used to be a cafeteria in the 1930s. Correct. But it was all themed on sequoia trees. And so Mm -hmm. now it is this, it's very Disney-esque. It's like four stories or three stories. Four stories, maybe like seven or eight different bars and venues in it. They now also have a tiki bar that's like, it feels very uh, Magic Castle-y. Where you like, you go up a a staircase and then you go around a corner and then you go up like four more staircases. And then there's an entire other bar that didn't used to exist there. And it's like a really great tiki bar um there's literally like you can go and find little nooks and crannies i found a little room you go you walk out onto like this parapet and then there's like an old uh, medieval door that you then open up and then you go inside of it and it's all this like poured concrete little chair that you sit on and you close the, the the door and then you're looking at a diorama set into the wall that's of an entire room behind behind the glass of okay. just like a, of a sequoia forest, but like all in wow. miniature. It's a gore. Cool. It's amazing. We will say if you go to Clifton's and you're new to L.A., take an Uber and a Lyft directly to the front door of Clifton's. Yes. <laughs> it is downtown L.A. Yeah. Uh, parts of it resemble The Walking Dead on a bad Nice. Uh, so just take that Uber right up to Clifton's yeah. and take that lift home. And and go before 9 p.m. Because at 9 p.m. it does become kind of clubby and they charge $20 to get in. But we went at 7 p.m. It was empty and you can explore all of these insane rooms that's and fun. it's wonderful. Yeah, that's a cool bar. I do like that place. Um, 
There's a tiki bar in the valley up near Van Nuys. Mm-hmm. I think they consider it in North Hollywood, but I think it's Van Nuys called Tonga Hut. Have okay, you been to that I one? have not. It's cool, and uh, it's the oldest one in Los Angeles. It's still operating. It's very fun because the weekend crowd are older folks who come in full tiki garb. Wow. The shirts, yeah. the lays, the everything. There's a tiki band that plays Polynesian music. Uh-huh. Um, but so I went a couple times, and I think I went with Mamrie Hart once, and there was, and I think I went with John Gabrus once, and we talked about doing a podcast, the three of us, where we were hidden mics, we were lavalier mics, and w- they have a thing called the Drooling Bastard Society, which is if you drink every one of their tiki oh drinks on their menu within one year, you get whatever name you want painted on a piece of driftwood and hung above the bar. <laughs> it's such, it's so funny that it's, it, it seems like such a, a detriment to your health for such a small, small reward. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> And tiki drinks, and this is, I'm not poking fun. I mean, your blood sugar is going to be through the roof drinking tiki drinks. And it's a hangover, man. It's such a crazy hangover. At the time, I was way bigger drinker than I am now. And I and Gabrus is a huge beer drinker, and Mamrie will drink anything. She's a great drinker. And we were like, let's do a podcast where every time we go, we drink three in an hour. And while everything's going on and nobody knows we're doing it, we describe which drinks we're getting. I'm doing a zombie. I'm doing a blue wave. I'm yeah. doing a whatever. A mind eraser. And uh, we never ended up doing it. And then right when we were like, let's do this, the great choir happened. Mm-hmm. But you and I should go and not do the drooling bastard Society, I, I've lost my passion for drinking 100-plus tiki drinks in a year. I, Like you said, there just comes a point where you're like, I have a headache as I'm putting the straw to my lips. I've, but it's a cool idea. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, oh, no, it's a great idea for a podcast just for, uh, just for someone for with... Uh, liver and heart and feet. You don't want to consume that much alcohol. feet! <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yep. All right. Give, give us some, so we have your confessions, we have your stories. We read them here. Um, That's the mini This one's was Secret Friends or Weirdest Night of My Life. All right, I love it. This one, very fun. I think this falls under Secret Friend. Okay. Confession time. You may use or not use my name. It's a relatively victimless crime and it's usually a great time for everybody. Great start to a DM. You can DM us your stories and confessions <laughs> on the Bananas Podcast on Instagram. Oh, my God. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I'm, there was, I got an email. We got an email, Bananas account. This was for a mini-sode a while back. Okay. And, the, and I, there was a, you know, it was a story, and it just didn't seem to me like it was a confession. It seemed more like it was a story. Okay. Um, but, the, but I didn't see the, the, uh, the, the, the subject line was a confession. Okay. And I missed that part. And so then I oh. get on and I read the person's name and I like see. read the whole story. And then we get a message see. the next morning at like 6 a.m. She like oh downloaded, she like downloaded it and was just like <laughs> and but the message also just said, still, I'm so dense, like I like levels of confusion. The message just said, Mr. Brownoler, you used my name. You know, Mr. Brownoler, you said my name many, many times. And then, and I just wrote back, yeah, baby. (laughs) (laughs) 
How's that feel to be famous for a day? She was like, it was, and then she just responded, it was a confession. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And then we immediately uh, edited it out and her name is no longer on it anymore. And I still want to apologize. But uh, that was, I was honestly just like, yeah, it was pretty cool. We did your story and I said your name. Guess what? It is pretty cool. <laughs> um, well, we're sorry. You're absolved. We all make mistakes. We get hundreds of these things. Go ahead. Um, okay. I've never been engaged, but I've had many bachelorette parties. My four best childhood friends and I now live all over the United States. And sometimes we reunite and I have a bachelorette birthday. Okay. I love that people want me to get married, but it's just not for me. All four of these ladies are married, so it's an excuse to paint the town red while we dress up an extravagant wedding party and ravage the town. Very fun. This is a great I idea. idea. I love this idea. This a, yeah, this is a great idea. Getting in as many free drinks as we can. Mm-hmm. Depending on how prepared we are, I'll get a ridiculous white dress at a thrift shop. I usually have to make up a fake spouse, wedding date, etc. how we met story. And I try to make it different every time. Oh, this is awesome. So they really commit to it. It's not just like it's a debaucherous party. It's like there. Yes. I'm not the best liar, and I often get some side-eye, but to date, no one has truly called us out. So one, this is a quick little anecdote, but I didn't think about it until I just read it out loud. I was in Denver once walking around on my own, Mm -hmm. kind of middle of the day, very hot in Denver that day, and I saw a bar... And I don't remember the name of the bar, but I was like, you know what? I just got to get out of the heat. And I walk in and I sit down and I realize that it is a gay bar and mm-hmm. it was mostly gay men. And it was, I don't know, 3 p.m. in the afternoon. And I'm drinking and I'm having a drink. And I guess I was wearing some like shirt that was funny or something. And the bartender's like, are you celebrating anything? And I, I maybe it was pride. I don't know why. But he said, are you selling it? And I said, my brother came out today. And they were like, hey, and I don't have a brother, and I don't know why I said it, and I didn't pay for a drink for the next two and a half hours. No way, really? <laughs> yes. I I never do that. It was like very, but I was like, I was doing the math in my head, like the beautiful mind, the calculation was swirling around. I was like, oh, this is a gay bar. It was great. I was going to stay no matter what. But it was something about him saying, are you celebrating anything today that I just said it? I lied. <laughs> Maybe I'm confessing something. Yeah, you are confessing. You are absolved. You are absolved. It was a panic response at the right place at the (laughs) right time. And I remember having several more drinks for free after that. Oh, but so years ago, I was at a Clippers game Mm -hmm. and and I was with my buddy Adam and we went to the closest bar to what was then Staples Center. And there was a man who Adam's like, that dude is so drunk. And I looked over and I was like, that's this guy I know. I'm going to use a fake name. That's Sean. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I know that guy from New York City. I was in a student film of his when he was at Columbia. And I walk over and I'm like, are you Sean? And he's, I mean, just blotto, just absolutely drunk out of his mind. And he's like, yeah. I go, I'm Scotty, Scotty Landis. I was in your film. I played that person and he's like oh shit man thanks for saying hi i remember you blah 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 he's like what's your number and i get you know that thing where somebody's like give me your number and you're like i'm never Never, gonna yeah yeah (laughs) about six months go by and i get an email and it just says donnie's bachelor donnie's bachelor party and i'm like who do i know i knew one guy named dominic (laughs) i don't know any donnie's and i open it 
And it's like Donnie's getting married and he wants you all to be there. Day one, golf. Day two, paintball and drinking. It's here. It's here. And I'm like, who is this? I see it's from Sean. And so then I'm like, was I in that movie with somebody named Donnie? (laughs) So I ignore it. I'm like, I think I was just the wrong Scotty got put on the thing. Yeah. So then about a year goes by and I go, it's Donnie's birthday. And then it's like, fellas, Donnie's turning 35. (laughs) And if you know Donnie, he wants to have some drinks. So I respond uh, and I'm like, cool. What I find out is, is there's a group of married men that made up a guy named Donnie. And they throw parties for this fictional character for the last 10 years. Sean just thought I'd be fun to be a part of it. They do, Donnie's doing this, Donnie's doing, Donnie got a job, Donnie graduated. And they don't tell their partners and they go party. They basically do bachelor weekends. And so I went to one and got very drunk and we played golf. And I was like, are you guys like ever going to tell? And they're like, well, his wife knows, but she doesn't care. He's like, my wife just divorced me, so I don't give a fuck. And I was like, (laughs) but these guys, since 2016, I've been getting emails for Donnie doing these things. How often does Donnie do things? About once a year. Oh, wow. Somebody, I think Sean or somebody has like a moment in his life where he's like, I need this. And then Donnie has a rite of passage. (laughs) He has a peak experience. (laughs) Oh, it was so confusing, though. I'm like, who is Donnie? Donnie? (laughs) Also, do I not remember? So strange to just add you. Do you know what I I mean? I could not agree more. I I saw this guy at a Dodgers game once. (laughs) I'm going to add him to my close circle of friends. I was the drunkest I've ever been in public, and he remembered me, and I remembered him. (laughs) Okay, so we got a, a new one. Yeah, I got another one for you. Right. Thanks to everybody that sends these in. They're fun for us. We're always going to absolve you. Unless you murdered somebody, then we're calling the cops. There we go. Um, okay, this one's pretty well written. Uh, I guess, again, I think maybe maybe a trigger warning for this one because there is mention of a, of suicide. Nobody commits it. It's just completely mentioned. Okay. But I just want to put that out there for anybody that's sensitive to that type of thing. I will be mentioning it later. Uh, So, I was maybe like 13, and I had a friend named Sierra, fake name. Her parents were kind of strict. Private school, blocked TV channels, she couldn't watch MTV, couldn't have a computer or use social media. I mean, that's that's tough. That is not an easy way to be a teenager. Um, So, of course, she used to do all those things uh, at my house, which is, of course. Yeah. Uh, It had been a couple days since she had talked to her boyfriend, and in a desperate attempt to get her boyfriend to call her, she messaged him on MySpace saying that she was going to kill herself, and that that if he didn't call her. Oh, no. She dropped the gauntlet. Oh, no. Uh, Later that night, around 10 p.m., I'm sitting in my room, and I hear someone call my name from my window. I sat there like a deer in the headlights, terrified, as if they couldn't see me. They could. It was fake name anthony Mm -hmm. sierra's boyfriend Uh, after my soul returned to my body i asked why he was at my house he asked me about the message and knew she could only use social media when she was at my house so he came to me this poor bastard i feel so bad for this guy (laughs) god my little stupid hell head thought well she only lives a few houses down so let's go get her I think she calmed him down and said it was just for attention. Yeah. So Anthony, his friend, and I all walked to her house, knowing very well that everyone, including Sierra, were asleep. We tried throwing rocks at her house with no luck. Uh, 
Then I noticed her attached garage door was open, so we went in, walked inside oh her house, god. and walked up to her room. Oh my god. This is crazy. Teenagers have uh, their brains are broken. <laughs> Just to walk in a sleeping person's house, a family's house, is so crazy. It's so crazy. Uh, also, that everything I, is open is crazy too. I know. Where? What town is this? I mean, MySpace. This is two thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, I woke her up to let her know her boyfriend was in the basement and to make sure she was okay. And then her dad wakes up. Sierra goes back upstairs and starts to talk to her dad, where he starts panicking, thinking someone has broken into their house. Of course. Then he starts walking around outside looking for any signs of someone breaking in. We, we run and hide in the basement. I'm literally hiding under a pile of dirty laundry, as I've done and talked about on the podcast before. <laughs> Her dad comes walking down in the basement and yells, who the fuck is in my house? I have a gun. Oh, no. We all didn't move. I mean, this is a 13 years old. Oh, no. 13? 13? She is Sierra. Oh, quote, unquote, Sierra 13. is 13. Oh, hiding under laundry. Goodness. Well, uh, we all didn't move. He goes back outside, and I run upstairs to talk to Sierra. And she looks at me and says, I don't know what to do. You guys are on your own, and goes upstairs. <laughs> so, so, the girl, <laughs> so this girl just ditches her friends with her crazy dad threatening. Okay. So I run upstairs to her bedroom and then hide in the closet. I've also done that and talked about it on the pod. The boys eventually get tr- caught trying to leave. By then, the police are already no, there and start no. questioning the boys. I see all of this happen from my friend's bedroom window. No one ratted me out, miraculously, uh, and the dad didn't press charges, but the boys did get a ride home in a cop car. Oh, no. I sit in my friend's room until 5 a.m. until I knew her dad had fallen back asleep. I quietly crept out the back door and literally have never run home faster than that in my entire life. I make it just before my dad got up for work, which is, I mean, this window, this is Ferris Bueller level. of Yes, yes. I make make it back just before my dad got up for work. I eventually got caught a few days later, which she doesn't say how. how, But uh, I am curious because somebody said, Sierra might have ratted. Yeah, I bet you Sierra Sierra, Sierra, Sierra Sierra seems like she's making she's a, ton a stool of, pigeon. T- ton of bad decisions for friends. <laughs> she bailed on her friends. I know. She told her uh, boyfriend she's going to kill herself. <laughs> yeah, she's, uh, distance yourself from Sierra, Sierra is what we're saying. <laughs> I eventually got caught a few days later and had to apologize to their family for letting people into their home, oh. but they never left their garage door open again. Sorry for the long story, but hard to make the weirdest night of my life a short story. Also, my friend and I had been friends and best friends since we were eight and had gone through a lot together. I promise you, I am not a bad influence. Oh, no, there I don't go. think so. Well, you're absolved. You're absolved. What else are you going to do in that situation? It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of other things you can do in that situation. Definitely not enter a house, but Anthony came from so far away. Yes, there was a big party house in my in my hometown party when house. I was in high. Big one, like a mansion that we threw some huge. And the whole basement was two bedrooms for the sons, and then this shared giant room that had like a entertainment center, all the video games, like I think an arcade game, a huge wraparound sofa, fireplace. They had a trampoline outside. It was like yeah, a teenager mo- teenage movie dream party mm-hmm. house, and we used it. And I was the person that knew everybody, so I was kind of in charge of throwing the parties at this house. 
So uh, I don't know. We did it for like two years. So there was a big Halloween party, and I show up to the back door, and the guy that lived there that I knew in my high school uh, was like, you're not allowed to come in. What? And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, um, you drank all my dad's vodka at the last party, and he's pissed, and he knows it was you, and he's not letting you back in unless you pay him for that vodka. And I was like, I did not do that. I was like 15 or 16 years old. Also, no 16-year-olds drinking an entire bottle of vodka. No, not at all. And I think the long, the end story was that the guy not letting me in had a huge thing for my then girlfriend and was using, oh, no. used me as a scapegoat for just drinking. people at the party uh, drinking yeah, yeah, yeah. it. And he said it was Scotty. So I was like, well, how much money does he want? He's like 40 bucks. So I had $40. So I was like, oh, okay, can I go pay him? He's like, well, he, they're having a dinner party upstairs with their friends. So I was like, and everybody's like, let him in. Like, everyone's like, what are you doing? Like, I was the reason the party was happening. Yeah. So I go upstairs and I like open the door into the kitchen and I hear adults talking and I'm like, excuse me. And I say the dad's name and he like gets up and he's just like stern. He's like pissed off. Big guy. Uh-huh. And he walks up to me and uh, he's like, hey. And I was like, hey, I didn't drink your vodka and he's like, well, I heard you did. Or you were the one pouring it or whatever, making drinks. And I was like, I wasn't. I've never I've never opened the fridge upstairs before. I've, I've barely been upstairs before. And I was like, here's $40. I'm very sorry, but I didn't do it. And I'm like nervous. Yeah. You know? And there's like adults in the other room. Yeah. And um, he's like, okay, okay. And he takes it. He goes, all right, go have a good time. Have fun. Meanwhile, there's 150 people partying in this guy's basement. <laughs> so like he's acting like the FBI. And I'm like... You could. You're a horrible parent. He's such a bad parent. Like, and also in his mind, he's like, he's like, this is where I draw the line. My yes. vodka. You know, if I don't yes. draw the line here, where do I draw the line? It's just like not having 150 kids in your basement, maybe. Yes. And so I go back downstairs, and my girlfriend was dressed like an angel, and she was like, Oh, it's Halloween. Okay? It's Halloween right. party. And she's like, Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I just had to give him 40 bucks. She's like, that's bullshit. And her friends are all like the fun, you know, teenage girls. And they're like, what? That's crazy. That's so messed up. You don't even drink vodka. All that kind of stuff. And then my friend Lainey goes, look at what you're wearing. And I, my costume was, it said Dr. Landis on a badge. I was wearing scrubs <laughs> and those bottle glasses that make your eyes look insane. And it said gynecologist. <laughs> My costume was Dr. Landis gynecologist wearing Coke bottle glasses saying, I didn't drink your vodka, sir. And he didn't say anything about it. Oh, man. Oh, that's so funny. It was so funny. And I like looked at it. And then we all laughed. And I felt so much better. But yeah, I was so nervous that I was going to get like arrested <laughs> or punched or embarrassed. And instead, it's just the world's nerdiest 16-year-old Doogie Hauser gynecologist <laughs> shuffles up and hands you 40 bucks. And he's like, all right, go have fun, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> you, you weird pervert. Now I don't want you in my house for other reasons, you horny 16-year-old perv. <laughs> Uh, well, folks, send us your, uh, your, your, your confessions. Send us your stories. We'll talk about them on mini-sodes. Thank you for everyone listening. Thank you, you, Scotty. Thank you to you, Curdy B. Love doing it. We love bananas. Bananas.
Bananas is an Exactly Right Media production. Our producer and engineer is Katie Levine. The Catchy Bananas theme song was composed and performed by Kahan. Artwork for Bananas was designed by Travis Millard. And our benevolent overlords are the great Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. And Lisa Maggot is our full human, not a robot intern. Bananas. Bananimals, follow Bananas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love what you hear, feel free to rate and review our little show. And of course, please visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Bananas merch.